most of my very good investments were too early, backing an extraordinary team, and helping to hire additional talent. Hello, I'm Jeremy Allaire, and welcome to The Money Movement. I am here today in Austin, Texas, at Consensus 2023. Uh, obviously, a, a, a big event in, in the industry, but I'm, I'm joined by a really special guest, which is Jim Breyer, a legendary venture investor, uh, investor in Circle, uh, and someone who uh, has seen probably everything in the technology <laughs> industry uh, and the financial industry over 35 years. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to have you uh, on the show today. Jeremy, it's a pleasure. Excellent, excellent. So lots for us to talk about today. Um, maybe because it is Circle's 10th anniversary uh, uh, and, and you, uh, you've been you know, in, involved with me uh, for a really long time and, and the founding of Circle as well. It's always fun to just share a story, but uh, I'd, I'd love if, if you could maybe talk a little bit about your journey into Circle and, and, uh, and, and what that's been. Absolutely. Well, it's great to be here. Uh, Jeremy is a phenomenal CEO and leader. I had backed Jeremy before at Bright Cove. We sold it effectively, including going through a public offering prior. And I knew I just wanted to back you again. Uh, and that is part of the history here. Uh, you were and are a phenomenal leader and entrepreneur. So in 2013, I remember it talking to you and Sean in Harvard Square, yeah. and we shook hands after the hour walk, and I said, we're in. It was obviously very exciting for us, uh, and have, have, have loved partnering with you over decades now. Um, you know, but maybe it's, it's always fun, right? Uh, so g going back in, in time, uh, you know, he, here I am, you know, you saying like, we're gonna build uh, the future of the financial system on top of Bitcoin. Uh, you know, and, and we didn't know how it all evolved, uh, but you know, this is a time when um, uh, you know all the attention on this was about you know the Silk Road or you know all this sort of stuff. And I, I remember joking that you know, and, and you maybe remember this, but like I think you and 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 the kind of founding investing partners were kind of like we really should get a uh, strong legal and regulatory opinion on, on, on whether or not if we do this, like it might actually be illegal. Um, but, but, you know, maybe just reflect on like, you know, coming into this, obviously backing an entrepreneur that you knew, but this extraordinary uncertainty and, and you know, kind of deep skepticism about can you even build something with digital currency and, and, wh and what that was and how, how did you think about that? Well, one of the things I loved about our conversation in May, 10 years ago, soon to be 10 years, yeah. uh, was the product focus and the technology focus. Mm -hmm. And I still believe that is the future. Really understanding the different layers, like some of the great historical software companies. And I recall on our walk, mm -hmm. uh, talking about the technology and the product, mm -hmm. Bitcoin has been a crazy good ride mm -hmm. in many ways, uh, but 
it was the technology and the infrastructure mm -hmm. that you laid out that compelled me to shake hands and yeah. go forward. Yeah. And by the way, I'll add, I think I've seen a lot, but there, you think of the last six months, yeah. there's always yeah. something new. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it is literally a roller coaster ride. And some, some people like really like the thrill of a roller coaster ride and, 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 and some people don't have the stomach for it. Uh, and so these are all good, good metaphors uh, as well. But um, now obviously it's been, it's, been, it's been tremendous, but maybe stepping away from Circle specifically, I, I wanna draw out some of your you know, insights and, and wisdoms as noted, right? You've been investing in technology that changes the world and changes the way commerce works and changes the way media works and the financial system works. All of these big changes, you've seen it for 35 years. There's not <laughs> a lot of people who, who have that. And you have, um, I think, one of the best investing track records in all of venture capital history, uh, which congratulations. Um, but, um, you know, maybe just for the benefit of everyone, like, Talk about those the the phases. You know, the, it was the PC revolution in 1987, uh, and you know that was before the internet, and 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 kind of all the way through to where we are today. You know, what the arc of of investing and of technology change. Um, would love to hear you talk about you know kind of that that journey a little bit. Well, our HBS class 1987 is still the largest percentage Harvard Business School class ever to go to Wall Street. And the market crashed three or four months October later. 87, yeah. October 87, and I would say only 5% versus 30% remained. Mm. When I joined the business, I thought I would invest for two years and start a company. Mm -hmm. and you may remember I was on the board and investor in Macromedia. Absolutely. So we go That's way we back. Yeah, I was yeah. on the other side yeah. Yeah. of the negotiation and there's always challenge. And so it always takes longer. I remember 2000, if we yeah. dial forward. April of 2000, everything was still going straight up. Yeah, yeah. And then the consumer yeah. stocks, internet, was pummeled, but yeah. the enterprise mm -hmm. stocks held on for about nine months, right. and then they were pummeled. Yeah, I remember yeah, we were well, selling. I had been public for a year and a half <laughs> with my first company, and yeah, it was down to the right. I don't know what the metaphor is, but yes, it was brutal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, I spent two years as a board member investor just encouraging companies to lay off. Yeah. There was very little time spent on strategy. I did look at a couple social networking companies in 2004, yeah. including MySpace and several others, mm -hmm. and decided that it didn't hit certain metrics that I was looking for. I met Mark Zuckerberg when he was 20. And a week after we met, very similar mm -hmm. uh, to the discussions we had, Mark and I shook hands on a deal. And so we were the large institutional investor. I invested significantly. How that worked? Personally, 
didn't work out badly. <laughs> There's some good reports yeah. out today in terms of yeah. after the market close. My view, Mark, like you, like Michael Dell, Doug McMillan, there's a courageous quality of what it takes to build and continue to enhance the opportunity. And Mark is also not given enough credit. I made two important decisions at what was then Facebook. Invest in this 20-year-old and then after we had a disastrous launch of our advertising product yeah. called Beacon in 2007, yeah, totally. Mark finally called and said, Jim, you're right, we need a chief operating officer. We interviewed several of the most visible, best internet CEOs in the world. Sheryl Sandberg, whose final interview was at my home in the Bay Area, we spent three hours just mm -hmm. discussing everything, and she started April 1st mm. of 2008, and she is extraordinary, and the two of them mm -hmm. built a phenomenal team. And so I was close to several of the Google yeah. founders, executives, and we hired about 400 Google, mm -hmm. mostly sales and service, uh, so they were calling what are you doing here at this social network? You're getting a lot of our talent. And that was really Cheryl and Mark recruiting extraordinarily well. And many of, yeah. many of them are great friends. Yeah. It's uh, being in uh, sort of focusing on people and, and, and obviously like great big opportunity spaces and, and, and all that kind of stuff is, has, I think, characterized a lot of your success and I, I, I people always ask me about you uh, and and you know you know how does Jim do this or do that or whatever I don't actually know the answer maybe you'll give us all your secrets but um, happy to yeah, yeah but I, I I'm always struck by like how attuned you are to you know what the thinking is, what's going on, and like, and 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 sort of figuring out like who are the smartest people, and like really tuning into them, and it's sort of, and then obviously the kind of connectivity and the combination of that attunement and listening and figuring out who the smartest people are with the smartest ideas. Um, I think that's part of your success. I'm just sort of sharing my my own outside uh, view, um, but. Um, you, uh, you obviously, you know, more recently, uh, actually, you'll maybe share the history, but for a long time have been focused on AI and focused on um, the enormous potential of AI. Uh, and and I, I, you'll tell us how far back that goes, but, um, you know, would, would love to, you know, obviously, you know, hear your, your most contemporary thoughts uh, around this, and I may have some follow-up questions too. Well, my interest goes back 20 years, and I looked at a number of startups in AI, most of them are long gone. And in 2016, a couple things happened. We were, of course, investors in Circle. I was working very closely with Harvard University and the president on the Dean of Medicine search. Mm. And of the 30 terrific candidates, there were only a couple when I asked, what will AI and computation mean, mean in medicine? 
articulated what it might look like. So it was the George Daly hire, mm. and I was part of the Harvard Corporation at the time. And that's, I think, where a lot of the light bulb mm. uh, went off. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, thank you for the kind words. I don't think there's this massive distinction between great public companies and the great private companies. My journey with Walmart was a cold call to Rob Walton in 2000. Mm. And he said, Jim, next time you're in Bentonville, Arkansas, we'd love to have you come by. Which will be next week, right? <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> when they say, got it right. You should come to Bentonville, you go. By the way, I'm in Bentonville next week. And so the story is yeah. unreal. Uh, much of Silicon Valley at the time was extremely dismissive of Walmart, Costco, Target. The future would be eBay versus Amazon. Mm -hmm. What struck me on that personal journey, I flew into Bentonville, Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas Airport. Rob said there will be a car that you can pick up and drive. And of course it was it was his car, it was his car yeah. and I'm driving down Walton Way, getting ready for a dinner and then a next set of meetings. And what I can really say is what I have grown to appreciate is really, really good succession planning. Mm. So I was part of the, the Doug McMillan mm -hmm. discussion. We looked at some outside individuals and Doug, like Michael Dell, and a number of the people I've been very fortunate to work with, incredibly courageous. And when I sat down with Doug two months ago in Bentonville, the fact that he remembers and I remember, he was the University of Arkansas grad who joined Walmart out of the University of Arkansas. And I'll share with Doug, how do you manage 2.5 million associates worldwide. And he'll say, that's much easier than your day-to-day -day business seeing two or three years out, what are the corners we have to mm. think about? That's been part of the great journey. I've been on the board of Blackstone since 2016. I formed with George Roberts and Henry Kravis, Axel KKR in 2001. And I've been part of some some remarkable public and private companies. Yes, uh, indeed. I, I think um, one of the one of the themes I want to come to, and you know, the, you know, the the money movement. Obviously, we, we talk about a lot that's specific to uh, the the you know digital currency and the financial system and all this. But now and then, we journey into kind of what's happening at a global macro level. And we journey into um, you know, the shifting landscape uh, politically as well. And because all of this, at the end of the day, impacts the way that money works in the world, the way that economic systems are organized. And uh, you, uh, you were very, very early in, uh, in, in making a bet on China and on the transformation of, uh, of, of the Chinese economy and, 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 and growth. Um, and I wanna start just by hearing you know, about that and, and how that has unfolded. Uh, 
but then I want to kind of bring it more contemporary. But let me let's first hear a little bit about that, and and then I want to get your take on kind of the the, the global landscape a little bit. I met with the co-founders Hugo Shang, Quan Zhou in 2004, and part of the reason I set up the meeting, again a cold call. We at Axel had started Axel Europe in 2001. And the founding partner of Axel Europe was my HBS section mate, Kevin Camoli. Mm -hmm. I spent the next couple of years thinking, we have a great European office and presence, but what do we do about China and India? Mm -hmm. And I flew to Beijing in 2004 uh, we shook hands on the deal about a year later, and that was the formation of the partnership that I'm so proud of. They're two of my best friends in the world. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. A number of years later. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously prescient in terms of just sort of seeing the, the, the kind of unleashing of, of growth in the internet sector and technology sectors and, and, and so, many, uh, so many industries around the world and, and, and in China. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk in the world of currencies about, you know, is the dollar in a competition? I mean, it is, right? I mean, that's obvious, right? But like, is the dollar in a competition? There's a lot of talk about de-dollarization, the, the BRICS, uh, you know, kind of uh, alliance, thinking about how to construct an alternative monetary and payment system. Uh, that's outside of, uh, of the U.S. And I've always you know, felt strongly that um, you know, the world is better off, obviously, if we have economic systems that are well-connected and we have monetary systems that are well-connected. And, um, and, and, and in many ways, like my hope for global digital currency from the founding of Circle was, you know, this technology actually could advance that. It could advance a, a more integrated, high-velocity economic engine on the internet for the whole world, China, Europe, the US, India, in, India all these growth markets that, everywhere. So th that, that sort of vision, I still believe that very strongly. But you know, w with these themes, the decoupling themes and all of this, you know, where do you think we are? And um, you know, how real do you feel that I mean, it's real in that there's lots of people shifting different manufacturing, doing other things. But there's also, you know, a major new Tesla plant in Shanghai and uh, and in Austin, Texas, and in Austin, Texas, and in Berlin or wherever it is in Germany. And so, you know, global uh, the global reconfiguration is sort of it's maybe more ambiguous uh, than than is made out. But what are you um, you know what are you seeing there? We last were together in Davos a couple of months ago. And I just really enjoy being intellectually curious mm -hmm. and speaking to leaders in France, in Germany, the UK, Brazil, yeah. Argentina. My view is the US dollar is the worldwide fiat currency. It'll, it'll weaken, I believe, yeah. if I have to I'm not sure. a short seller, no. that's not my business, but my view is the European countries recognize, particularly the finance leaders, 
there needs to be a worldwide stable coin in addition to the dollar. India, again, the meetings two months ago, yeah. similar. Each country within Europe, of course, is different. Yeah. There's an opportunity in Africa, of course, yeah. where we've made several investments. Latin America is challenged. Singapore is unstoppable. And there are certain regional hubs I would bet on again and again. I'm a big fan of the leadership in France yeah. and many of the leading founders, CEOs. Yeah. I first met Bernard Arnault in France in 2001, where we met together mm. for about six hours. Yeah, and amazing. Remarkable. So I've been very lucky and fortunate, but every, particularly with the technology trends, mm -hmm. technology is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. We can talk about valuation and what it might be, but when I think of Meta, which reported today, Alphabet, where Ruth Peratt, their CFO, is a co-board member at Blackstone. When I am fortunate at Blackstone to see the world and walk through the geographies, yeah. again, John Gray and Steve Schwartzman, they're breathtaking. The global nature of many of these markets, whether it's commercial office or whether it's yeah. the different regions, is a puzzle which I love to try to solve. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. There is this kind of um, feeling of uh, of a of a reconfiguration that's happening, right? The 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 superstructures of post World War II, uh, you know, kind of made sense then, but boy, the world is different now. And so, you know, uh, we're, we're we're definitely seeing seeing this, and um, it's a uh, you know, it actually increases my conviction about um, the prospects for blockchains and this connective tissue this, that, can, that can kind of bring all these different, you know, geographies, economic systems, others together directly, you know, on, on the internet. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's fascinating, but, um, you know, we're, um, you know, I think you maybe remember, uh, and I, I share this a lot uh, to people because they kind of ask, you know, you know, kind of how how is it going at Circle, or you know, what do you think about the future, or other things? And I tend to remind people that when we founded the company ten years ago, I remember telling you uh, and telling uh, the, all the founding employees, like, this is a ten to twenty year journey. And and <laughs> I, I remember I, I I was very clear. I was like, this is a like the kind of change that's gonna be possible from an internet of value exchange, like a real upgrading of the internet to support value exchange writ large, right? It's a 10 to 20 year, if not 30 year journey. But on the other end of that- You told me 10 to 20. Well, now I'm, I'm saying 30. I'm, I'm smiling. All I'm saying, <laughs> all, you should be happy. What I'm saying is I've got another 20 years in this. Uh, so I am happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, 10 to 20 years, right? And, um, and I remember talking about it at board meetings, uh, you know, we think it'll take about, you know, four or five years for this to be able to happen and that will unlock this. And, you know, it is, you know, doing 
big things takes a long time. Uh, Walmart, e-commerce, I mean, you were there when they, you were like, we gotta do something, right? And now, look at it, they're crushing it. It's like, I buy stuff from walmart.com all the time, right? Like, Good to hear. Yes, yeah, but you know, in, in all seriousness, like these investments in these changes, they, 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 they take a very long time. And I feel like you, again, with your investing history over decades, uh, you, you, you can see that. And you know, what, you know, what do you think over the next 10 years, um, what do you think are gonna be some of the defining, uh, you know, technology-driven shifts uh, that 10 years from now, we're gonna all go, oh my God, I cannot believe how much the world has changed from that. Because you can look back and 10 years before and 10 years before and you're like, holy cow, like things have changed. So what do you see in the next 10 years? Well, it does take 10 years mm-hmm. or so. Most of my very good investments were too early, backing an extraordinary team and helping to hire additional talent. The other set of lessons I've learned, the very best companies, Mm -hmm. whether it's Dell, Walmart, Meta, the first 30 minutes of board meetings are always about what's not going well. Mm -hmm. So there are some characteristics where I think that's what, whether it's a big bank, Mm -hmm. whether it's a big retailer, whether it's a startup, one has to understand dialing forward the investments take time, and you can never quite predict what IPO windows look like, yeah. M&A, and that's my view. Ten years from now, yeah. I am absolutely convinced Circle will be far, far, far more valuable than it is today. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I appreciate that, and, and certainly have very high conviction uh, on on the opportunity there. Um, it's a uh, you know it's 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 a fa- fascinating kind of sp- space to be in. Um, when you know maybe coming back to another theme, which is AI, uh, and and ten years out, it seems like the breakthroughs in AI are by the day. Uh, like the compounding effects, we're in this like compounding phase, which, as everyone is sort of saying, it's like it's compounding so fast that it's it's dangerous. Uh, uh, you know, um, we you know we had uh, you know Kurzweil talking about you know super intelligence and you know that kind of being in a you know twenty thirty uh, time frame. That's you know, are, is that actually f- coming faster? Are we going to see AI super intelligence uh, or what we think of as as uh, autonomous, uh, you know, kind of AI uh, faster? And what are the implications of that? It's happening extraordinarily quickly. And part of my job is to help Briar Capital portfolio companies hire the best and brightest out of many of the leading technology companies in Silicon Valley and Mm -hmm. Seattle. I also spend a lot of time with the leaders. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no question we're at the beginning and Microsoft and Satya, Larry and Sergey going back 
yeah. into alphabet. Mark too, right? Mark Everybody Zuckerberg, who's yeah. doubled and tripled down for over a decade yeah. in AI. These are among the mega cap leaders that will lead mm -hmm. when it comes to AI. This is why startup investing can be so compelling. Mm -hmm. It's not winner take all. Mm -hmm. And my view is there will be six to 12 companies mm -hmm. 10 years from now that have a trillion dollars of market cap or more. Mm -hmm. How we get from point A mm -hmm. to point B mm -hmm. is always a challenge. Yeah. I would also add a personal story. Mm. I was at Stanford in 1982 as an undergrad and I needed a summer job. Steve Jobs had been visibly public. I sent him a cover letter and quote unquote, a resume. And Steve, who became a great friend, forwarded that to the VP of marketing. And my journey back in the day, I was still a college student, was summer and part-time at Apple. Amazing, amazing. Um, that, is, that is tremendous. Um, well, you know, I, I maybe just kind of end, uh, by once again thanking you for your partnership over the years, um, sharing your wisdom constantly, uh, and, and being able to you know share that here. Um, any any uh, any any parting thoughts uh, for for all of us on um, on you know what what's important? I'm very fortunate at Briar Capital to have Ted Briar and Daniel Briar as core partners. The way they come at new business investing is illuminating. My view, one, have multi-generations around the table. Mm -hmm. Two, always be thinking about who are the AA plus mm -hmm. people to recruit. Stanford, MIT, Harvard, University of Texas will be the grounds of much of this breathtaking talent. Mm -hmm. And so my day job is to visit the top universities and several that are not perceived as top universities and meet with the mathematicians. Meet not only with the computer scientists, but the linguistic leaders. I think we are at the beginning of the most interdisciplinary mm. set of investment opportunities that I've ever seen. Once upon a time, I could back the four brilliant right. engineers scientists out, or whatever, yeah. out of Stanford or mm -hmm. MIT. Today, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. We need that talent, but the great companies mm -hmm. will have domain expertise and an understanding. One, has to be multi-generational, and two, interdisciplinary. Yeah. Those would be the Briar Capital investment themes at this stage. Awesome. Thank you very much uh, for joining us here today, Jim. Always a pleasure. And Jeremy, may I say, as an investor, what matters most is the founder and the founding team and how great people are recruited. When I think of today's great market caps and technology, mm -hmm. they are founder driven to this day. And so I really appreciate being part of the Circle Journey. Thank you again. Thank you, Jeremy.